What's up, tea drinkers? Who's ready to spill? Welcome to The Tea with KG, hosted by your girl, Kaylee Grace. Here you'll find your weekly boost of real talk mixed with laughter, healing, and all of those vulnerable, messy moments in between. The Tea with KG is a safe space for you to show up exactly as you are. We are here to share real-life stories from around the globe and be a community of love, joy, and celebrating life. This is a real deal show, so there will be coarse language and sensitive topics discussed. The most beautiful stories oftentimes emerge from the darkest of places, and we're here to explore it all. There's room for everyone at this tea time, so grab your drink of choice, spark it up, or just relax and soak it up. Cheers, and let's spill. What's up, tea drinkers? We are back with another episode of the Tea with KG. I am your host, Kaylee Grace, and we have another amazing guest joining us this week. I'm so excited to have her with us. We have the beautiful Brittany Tozer here. Yay! <laughs> Cute little wave. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. It's it's so great to connect. Uh, Brittany and I have known each other, my God, since we were like kids. We went to the same school, small town, East Coast small town. So <laughs> the place where you know everyone and who they're related to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> All too well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's so funny because like we're both from the same small town and we both have ended up here in beautiful Vancouver. And it's funny, too, because this girl will get into her story, but she's a traveler as well. And when we were in our 20s, like we both have lived in foreign countries. And it's just interesting because like I picked Australia, but I was between Australia and Ireland. And it's so funny because Brittany picked Ireland. But you were have you lived in Australia, too? I know you've been there, but. I've been there, but I was between Australia, New Zealand, and Ireland, and then we were both, we both went to Dell in Halifax, and we just have lived, like, parallel lives in some way, you know? It's so interesting. (laughs) Totally. I love the parallel lives, and it's so so weird because it's just like there's just so much and it's it's amazing. Um, So I guess we'll get started with the who are you and what do you do? Um, well, I do a lot of things. My name is Britt Tozer. Um, like Kaylee said, I'm originally from just outside of Miramichi, New Brunswick in a little tiny place called the Southwest. Born and raised and I moved out of there very quickly after. Um, and now I'm living in Vancouver, BC and I do multiple things. So I am a customer service agent for a global company, but I also I'm a copywriter for a very small company that um, I run with my friend called Ellen Fines, and we do content creation for various companies through like their Instagram, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, all of those fun things. So she does the product photography side of it, and I do the copywriting, so just the Instagram captions and blogs and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm also a burlesque dancer, so and a makeup artist. So yeah, oh my god. I like that. (laughs) Yes, that multifaceted. I love that. Yes, because like when you first moved out here, you went to the school for makeup, right? I went to Blanche McDonald's for makeup and I was working in film for a short time. No like big, huge films by any means. I was definitely doing Hallmarks and commercials. Um, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it was those cheesy Hallmark movies my my grandparents loved to watch. So yeah, I uh, was doing makeup for them and I was doing uh, makeup for commercials as well. And it was just really cool. It was a cool scene to be in. Very long hours, like 15, 16 hour days. Good pay. Um, But yeah, I think 
I do crave a little bit of just stability and knowing where my next paycheck's coming from. And so I just uh, pivoted a little bit and started doing freelance makeup. And, uh, you know, I've done I've done various other jobs and just trying to find that sweet spot of, you know, what can yeah. pay the bills while I do my fun things that, um, you totally. know, I get paid Especially very in little Vancouver. for in the time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I remember the pictures you posted of like really cool makeup, like, 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 I don't know how to describe it. Like the Incredible Hulk is what I'm thinking of. Like that kind of makeup, like <laughs> yeah. cool graphic, like I, I'm very creative and I love that make everything like that. So that's just like, oh, I see your kitty yeah, <laughs> behind the, <laughs> from the living room directly up and she's behind the curtain now. I love her. She's hey girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now it's her time for her close up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, look how fit I am. <laughs> yeah. Is that normal? That's normal. Yeah. Oh my God. She's she, how old is she? Hi, baby. Well, I've had her for wow. 11 years. Well. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Cats last so long. I had a cat for like 20 years and it was like the hardest thing when she had to leave because I literally had her from like eight to 28. So I was like, girl, you saw it all. (laughs) Like she saw it. I feel that way. (laughs) Like normal normal has seen it all. And she's (laughs) coming to the other side. She's living her glory days now. She's like, mom's finally kind of chill now. So (laughs) she's happy. This is where it's at. Oh, girl, I feel that. Um. (laughs) Oh my God, I, this is me, typical squirrel brain. Uh, tell us more about the burlesque stuff too. Like, I just find that so interesting. So I'm like, and I'm I'm sure the listeners love it too. So tell us more about that. I think that's cool because you've been a dancer like your whole life. Yeah, I was with Karasek, uh Dance in Miramichi for since I was, I think, two and a half, maybe three. Mm-hmm. I took like a brief baked uh, break in middle school to be rebellious and then went back to dance, <laughs> you know? <laughs> my mom always said she was like you have to pick one thing you have to have one activity to do it'll keep you out of trouble and like we'll, we'll make sure you're in one thing and I tried she put me in everything I tried every sport mm-hmm. my dad was a big sports guy and he just was hopeful but luckily they had my sister so she was able to fulfill <laughs> that for them because I could not do any of that so dance was my calling for sure and I love doing it and then you know usually in dance you kind of age out of it and uh, so I, I aged out of it and went to university and traveled a bit and just, you know, wasn't doing it really. I was doing drop-in classes here and there to kind of keep up, mm-hmm. but not really. And then I came to Vancouver and I remember going to a, a Harry Potter burlesque birthday what? show. What? What? <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Someone got me tickets to it. I'd never, I mean, you know where we're from. We're from the smallest little town. There is no such thing as burlesque. And I'd never heard of it, really. So I didn't even know what it was. I was like, sure, that sounds fun. I love Harry Potter. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) same. I'm like, there was Harry Potter burlesque? Yeah, there was. There's all kinds of burlesque, which is amazing. So yeah, I went to the show. Sitting in the row, and I was just like, how can I get on that stage? How can I be a part of this? This is amazing. I need to be up there. Yeah. Yeah, because it was both like funny and like you know dance it was kind of I what I loved about it probably the most was that I saw all bodies all genders all people on stage which yes in the dance world you know I mean growing up in the 90s and early 2000s you just didn't see that so no girl we grew up in the stick thin supermodel era like that's where we grew up yeah yeah and so just seeing people on stage that you know didn't have the perfect body whatever that means which you know I now know doesn't mean anything but at the time 
um, that was just not even in my vocabulary. So it was so cool. And I, you know, was definitely in a place in my life when I needed some joy and, and yes. was struggling with my depression a lot. And mm-hmm. so then I looked up, okay, how can I join Brula? <laughs> so I started taking classes at a place called Tantra Fitness um, with just a, it was a pop-up burlesque class like intro burlesque for a spooky Halloween show that they were doing. Cool. And I, you know, I love Halloween. So yes. and I did one class and I was hooked. And then immediately that was it. I've been taking, I still take a lot of classes because it's fun to do group numbers and yeah. I'm doing solo and, you know, doing a lot of Sign things. me up. Sign me up. Yes. I will join. <laughs> so fun. It's so fun. Just to kind of like, you know, burlesque means like, to take the piss out of yourself essentially it's it means Love to that. just it's like a comedy if you want it to be so what yeah. I always say is burlesque is, is anything you want it to be you don't have to have a dance background even you can have a theater background you can even yeah. just have bring your own skill set and stage bring presence. your to it bring your yeah. stage presence but bring your glamour whatever you want to bring yeah. to the stage and just leave it all on the stage and you know uh-huh. somebody else in the audience is going to be looking at you being like oh that's what I that's me. I That's what I like. There. Yeah. I so. love that. I love that so much. Like I am obsessed with drag. And in when you're talking about burlesque, that's what it's reminding me of. And that's what I love about it is because it's not one shape fits. It's, 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 it's whatever you want it to be. And you can be funny or silly or quirky, or you could be sexy. You could be all of it. You could be anything. Like, I just think that's so cool. Yeah, and there's so many intersections with the drag scene and the burlesque scene, not yeah. just here, mix, but everywhere, um, mm-hmm. because there is so much, so many similarities between the two scenes. And mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, it takes so much inspiration in my makeup as well, and in my burlesque from the drag community, because those queens really know how to bring oh. joy and yeah. bring the sass, and just I, it's it's everything for me. So it is. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm getting so excited right now. <laughs> It's so true. Drag to me is look at him. He keeps getting closer. My dog. Excited too. <laughs> Drag is joy. And like how you're speaking of burlesque, that's literally what it's reminding me of. And I'm like, okay, I need to go. Cause I went to that um work the catwalk or walk the it was like RuPaul Drag Race Queens were here not yeah. that long ago. It was in April. And yeah. I hadn't been to like a show like that in so long, obviously, for because of all the things happening. No. And um <laughs> As soon as I got in there, I literally like, and I feel people's energy so hard. Like I get so excited when it's good. I mean, blessing and a curse, but when it's good energy, I'm up here and it was the best fucking energy. Like you could, even my friend, she'd never watched drag. I thought she did. She didn't. And she's like, this is the best energy I've ever been around. I'm like, I know it's because it's all love. Like that's it. Yeah, that was kind of something that we, there's a big pride parade here every year. And uh, my partner said when we were standing in the pride parade when you're like, you literally can't be that at a pride parade or around drag queens. You just can't right? be. So, you're right. It's so true. <laughs> it's so true. And like everyone needs the joy of drag, burlesque, all of that, because it's just it's just joy. And that's what yeah. we need in this world. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just loving yourself as you are, as you come and not having to like aspire to like everybody should aspire to better themselves in whatever way that looks for you. But not it doesn't have to be okay, whenever I reach this level, 
Mm-hmm. I will do that. Or whenever I lose this amount of pounds, I will do that. Like, you know, I've, I've been all kinds of shapes and sizes, you know, but yeah. for that is a constant regardless, because you can do it and just really feel comfortable on stage. And, and if you're not ready to go on stage, whatever, you can just watch people that look like you on stage and feel better about yourself in turn, you know, and I hope to bring that mm-hmm. whenever I step on stage for other people, because I know that helped me in my journey is just yeah. being people not care about, you know, what other people might feel is a problem area or a problem in their lives. Like, you know, just leave it all on the stage. It doesn't matter. It's oh, just- I love that. <laughs> you dress up as like Angelica from the Rugrats too, right? That, I'm, oh, that oh gives me like, I love it. So I'm a 90s much. baby, right? It's iconic. Right? I, I had this idea in my head for so long and I was just like, I loved Angelica's bratty energy, kind of similar to DW and and Arthur as well. Like that, just that brat and everybody's like, I hate them. And I'm like, I love them. And I respect it because they say exactly what's on their mind. And I was that kid, you know, who was always, hey, you have to, you can't say that to people or you can't say, and I'm like, but that's what I'm feeling. So I want to say it. And they speaking my truth. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I have saw them on screen especially Angelica and was like no she's a little terror and I like it but she gets <laughs> yeah. what she wants you know so then she I does. had this opportunity for cartoon cabaret came up and they were like asked me to pitch an idea <laughs> and here we go <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so I, I was like oh I know exactly what I want to do and then I didn't expect to like you know get cast in the show and they were like no we definitely want to see this we're we need Angelica yes. I was like, I have to come up with this act in like three weeks. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but yeah, it's been a fan favorite for sure. I have wow. another, my signature act is I'm a, it's my, I call it a waitress revenge. And, you know, I've worked <laughs> in the service industry for, I think, 12, 13 years now. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, this is like, it was very cathartic routine for me. <laughs> it's my favorite one to perform because I'm dressed up kind of like a Hooters waitress inspired Love it. and just essentially giving all of that bad energy back to to my customers and just getting everybody and yeah so it's a lot of fun I think oh my my god clearly and how what's your burlesque name and and also how did you come up with it my name's Sugar Lestrange that's what I'm known as so people if you hear people calling me Sugar that's actually like my name (laughs) (laughs) just because I, I it was a long way to get to it. I think I wasn't sure what I was going to be called, but you know, I, my legal name is Brittany and I've just never, it's never even resonated with me. That name is, mm-hmm. I just don't feel it in my bones. So I yeah. go by Brittany mostly because everybody always called me that anyways. Yeah. Um, but then to have this alter ego, that's way more confident than I am in my, my, my muggle life, you know, it's <laughs> so, like your drag name. It's like your, your yeah, drag queen. Name. Yeah. So I just kind of become sugar whenever I go on stage. So I wanted something oh. that embodied kind of, I have a darker side that like, you know, I like to dress a little goth sometimes. I have lots of tattoos. Yeah. I'm like a little edgy in some ways, but on the inside, I'm still very sweet and I'm a very smiley person. I still you have are. My- kind of blonde ginger hair you know so I'm, yes. I'm definitely um, an amalgamation of both of those things so yeah. I came up with sugar because sugar is super sweet and then I came and it's a cute name and then Lestrange was based on Bellatrix Lestrange I always like yes. that name 
Oh my God, yeah, yes. Harry Potter and an homage yes. to also, it's an homage to kind of New Brunswick, my New Brunswick heritage too, because it's like, if you pronounce it, I spelled it differently, like the L apostrophe E-S-T-R-A-N-G, because yeah. it's like Lestrange, like my French kind of, even though I'm not, you know, French, my great grandmother was, and it's just, yeah, New Brunswick is bilingual and it's just a little mm-hmm. piece of home. So yes. I kind of, yeah. That's yeah, so that's cool. Real. That's where that came from. <laughs> I love that. And it's so true because like we all have that light and dark. And I love that you've recognized that with yourself and you've made it into your creative outlet with your your burlesque name. That's so cool. Oh, my God. He's like <laughs> resting his head on my shoulder. He's like, I like her energy. <laughs> I like <it> too. <laughs> yeah. He's so funny. And did you say you're on like a burlesque board or something? Yeah, so there's this, um, I think this festival is, well, I know that this festival is the longest running in Canada. I'm pretty cool. sure also North America, um, which is huge. And so it's a really, really mm-hmm. well, well-known well festival within the burlesque community. And so it's Vancouver International Burlesque Festival. It's been around 15, 16, no, probably 18 years now, actually. Wow. And uh, so it's run entirely by volunteers as the board members. So. When I took it on, this was my first year doing it. Usually you do it in one or two year terms and then the whole board Mm -hmm. switches over again. Um, But it's community run. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of work. It was a lot more work than I had anticipated. But it was the first festival post-pandemic and the first live one that was put on in two to three years. So we had our work cut out for us. But, you know, (laughs) there was times I wanted to quit. (laughs) But... Um, then the festival happened and it was, we had such like, we had talent from all over Canada. Um, we had some videos, usually there's, there's international performers as well, but because of COVID we Mm -hmm. had, um, an international performer bring a virtual act as well, which was a component. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Like 30 acts, I think two nights of like showcases. I performed in a smaller venue, which is the Buffy's and that's just for community members. And it's mm-hmm. also like an award ceremony for community members as well. Um, and then I produced something called Tit Talks, which I think you'd love, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, based yeah. on Tit Talks, our version. So we call it Tit Talks. And it, I love bring that. It, yeah, we had six, six speakers, most of which were, you know, local community members and or burlesque performers. And they just spoke from their experience. So told maybe like a 10 minute story or kind of gave tips on some some kind of topic that was important to them cool. so we had uh, rainbow glitz who is an ind- indigenous performer talk about um, decolonization and wow. she called it or they called it the basic d of decolonization <laughs> so it was great yeah. and we had an, our legend who's like a 70 plus year old lady named judith stein who has been you know stripping and burlesking since the 70s and she told us about growing up I need to meet this woman yeah she was iconic like she was wow she was amazing so she lives in Nelson DC now and she's just like this huge legend who's performed all throughout the states and yeah it was it was crazy so it was cool we pulled it off (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's amazing and it's cool because like again I don't know any like I know what burlesque is I love watch it but I've never um I didn't know all of this went with it so I think that's like a really cool little backstage pass look like there's a lot more that goes to this stuff than I think people realize yeah yeah there's like you know it takes a lot to put on shows and you know a lot of us are just regular people that have 
day jobs as well. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's cool to create, you know, we're trying to create more safe spaces so that people of color and Indigenous performers and Black performers can all feel Mm -hmm. safe in the same spaces. For a long time, it was just white, thin faces that we saw. And uh, so it's nice to to really try to put in the work now um, to kind of catch up with the world and not Mm -hmm. just, you know, talk about it, but actually listen to what BIPOC performers are saying and what they need and try to implement that. And, you know, we trip up on the way, but we just keep going and we keep trying. It's a learning curve, right? But like, oh, that's so good. I love that when you were saying like the safe space, that's just, I think that's just so, so, so important. Yeah, exactly. Especially, you know, in this climate, we just want to make sure that in, especially for creative, so many people in different creative communities come from you know, marginalized communities or they're trans or they're queer yeah. or gay or BIPOC. And, you know, a lot of us are coming together in a community and we want to make sure that we're always checking to make sure that we're not adding to a problem, that we're yes. becoming a solution and coming together. And we're always stronger together, you know, than we are mm. apart no matter no matter what the world looks like these days. I like that. <laughs> that gave me goosebumps. I was like, yes, girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that so much. Oh my God. Okay. We can go on tangents. Um, I guess we're going to dive into your story now. I was like, but this is a big part of your story. And I think this is so interesting. <laughs> yeah, is. Um, So I guess we'll, you can speak from the heart, but like, how did you get to where you're at now? I know you have a long story and I think that you just have such really cool things you could share with us. So whatever speaks to you. <laughs> I don't want to bore everyone for too long because it is a very long and winding road, you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I guess, you know, coming from a super small town, I think there's a few things that were like pivotal in moving forward in a different direction than most people, you know, traditionally do because I'm definitely Mm -hmm. living a different life than most people from where we're from do. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I guess I, I I was born... My mom had me when she was very, very young. She was 15 when she got pregnant. Um, and that was a big no-no back in the 80s. <laughs> and we mm-hmm. were from a super religious town. I was, was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a, it was a huge deal. But um, one of my favorite stories that my mom always told me was like, you know, my grandparents were not happy and, and pretty nervous. And then when I came out with red hair, like my grandmother, my, my grandfather said, oh, we're going to be okay. <laughs> Oh my so, god! It was so sweet because she loves my grandmother love so her. much. Oh, yeah. and your mom yeah. is the sweetest soul. She like really I is. love her. Yeah. She's like she's sunshine. Like she's so sweet. Yeah, she's kind oh, to everyone, that. and you know yes. she's beautiful so inside gentle. and out. And yeah, and she's tough as nails. And I know she's tired of everyone telling her that, but she really is. <laughs> so like you know, her and my dad figured it out. You know, for having nothing in this small little yeah. town. And, you know, they both graduated high school and, you know, raised me the best they could. And, and yeah, just were able to kind of keep it together for as long as possible. And we all figured it out together because they were young, you know. And, uh, yeah, they when they split up, even like, you know, they always were kind to each other still. And, and yeah, I was just always this little, like, brat, firecracker. And I just <laughs> Angelica. never... Yeah, I was Angelica. I just like was, <laughs> even though we didn't have much, I was so spoiled in different ways. And that like my whole family was like, we were, we were a village, you know? So it was just yeah. like my, my aunts and uncles were, and my grandparents were always just like 
around and like Mm -hmm. wanted to help out and wanted to be around all the time which was so cool so I never felt like you know I was kind of stuck and my mom always no matter what like even though you know they wanted to keep me quieter and they wanted to (laughs) like maybe not say the things that I felt um she always just encouraged me to do whatever whatever I wanted Mm -hmm. she was like you can do anything and she didn't like push grades even though I had a really I had really easy time in school and I loved school but she just was like no if you don't want to be a doctor it doesn't matter you can just be whatever you want to be and and that was the I think the best thing she could have ever done because like I'm still figuring it out but I I was able to figure it out instead of just going down a path and you know kind of doing the normal thing of like getting a good job getting Mm -hmm. married having kids very young not that that's there's nothing wrong with that it just wasn't me you know so um, (laughs) yeah exactly so just like being able to travel and she's like yeah you know you just you work hard play hard like work hard spend your money how you want to do it you know just she was she was good for that but I did know like I always wanted to leave so literally you know so that was huge for me and just getting to like I also we had we always had exchange students, like not in my house, but in the, our school. Yeah. And I was super interested in other cultures, wanted to, to learn different languages, wanted to, to learn about what their life was like, because my view was so narrow, you know, from what I'd yeah. experienced. Oh my God. Parallel lives is happening so much it's with so this true. right now. Cause I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just crazy. That's just like when I, I met, there was a Mexican exchange student in like grade 10 called Ali Sanchez. Yes. She was amazing. And she, we were like thick as thieves, like besties. Yep. And so one, I don't know why my mom let me do this, but I had very little supervision, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, that was part of her free spirit. Also just being like, yeah, yeah. It's like I trust you. You're good. And but also so I think that's me- important for parents to let your kids have that. Cause you, you can't make your kids be anything they're not, you know? No, exactly. And she, I think she knew that always. So she was so yep. supportive. And like, Smart you know, mama. <laughs> yeah, we laughed about it to this day. We we're like, why did you let me go to Mexico? I was 15. Like, <laughs> yeah. I so you went to Mexico yeah, with Allie? For a summer to, yes. to live with Allie for the whole summer. And mom was just like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, <laughs> go. I was like, okay. And that, that changed my life because I was like, I was a whole different person when I came back, just yep. experiencing different cultures. And I was like, wanted, different things in my life and so that's without her letting me go that summer to Mexico like I would maybe not have traveled as much and you know maybe I would have more money now but I would (laughs) would be a totally different person and I would be sad because of that you know I think that it was a pivotal moment so yeah after that trip I was done for I was like nope I'm leaving (laughs) yeah I totally feel that like I feel like yeah, if I didn't go do travel and wasn't so free spirit, la la la, sure, I might have more money in my bank. But I'm like, <laughs> the experience I got and the people I yeah. met. And like you said, the culture you experience that is priceless. Like you can't replace that kind of stuff. Like, no, mm, I love it. Can't. Experiences over things always. Yes. Me. Like me too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that was that, that's huge. Just the more countries I can see, the more people I can meet, the better or like kind right. of I'm even though I'm an introverted extrovert, I guess, but I feel like I'm an ambivert. Like I'm both, I need to recharge, but I'm very like outgoing too. So I feel you there. (laughs) Yeah. 
true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So yeah, I guess. And then I went to university. It was always important to me. Like, even though I think mom would have been fine either way, but I was, it was so important to me to, to have a university degree because nobody else in my family mm-hmm. had gotten that opportunity and I had good yeah. grades. So, and I love yeah. learning. If it were free, honestly, I would be a lifelong student. I would be in university yes. forever. I loved it. I had a great time. I went to Dow for two years and then mm-hmm. I transferred over to UPEI and that was such a good school as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I graduated with a history degree and an English degree and, you know, obviously haven't used it, but it's <laughs> so many skills in different ways. And honestly, I'm really happy I did it because it does help me get jobs as well at a different price point so whenever I need to fall back on different things like Mm -hmm. I do have that so no regrets in that way I guess no (laughs) being like when you do your writing English that helps right yeah definitely and like you know just having a historical knowledge of things you know Mm -hmm. my boyfriend and you would have so much he's very into history he loves it you guys would have great conversation (laughs) yeah definitely because anytime I meet another history buff I'm like oh everybody else like stews (laughs) (laughs) or I love it I love it so yeah and um yeah during university uh, my dad passed away very suddenly um in a car accident and he had a stroke when he was driving he was only 39 so that was crazy and uh, had a, I didn't have the best relationship with him at the time. Um, so it was pretty crazy to like have him taken away so mm-hmm. suddenly with so many open ends. Um, yeah. So I came back and I stayed home for a month. And then after that month, um, went back to university and just, you just go on <laughs> with yeah. your life. I don't think it really fully hit me for like till six months later. So I always tell somebody whenever something really fucked up happens, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, you're on, you're in shock, you're on autopilot. And that's, yes. I'm thankful for that because it gets you through. And that's yeah. your body response to taking care of you. It's like, no, we cool. just, just shut her down. We Nothing get else. Yeah. yeah. It's funny exactly. you say that because my last guest, Amy, that was our topic because she has had significant loss in her life. She's lost like her grandparents who were like second parents, her mother, and it was all in a really short time frame. And that's exactly what she said. She's like, for like a year, it felt like autopilot, like, because you're yeah, in that shock. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. At all, you know, you're making these crazy decisions. And I was in a very abusive relationship at the time. And that yeah. kind of escalated everything. Of course, I, of course. You know, was I just felt out of control kind of thing at mm. the six month mark. Just every oh. the wheels fell off, you know. Yeah, my and, heart is hurting because again, parallel lives. I've also been in that abusive relationship and that can be so challenging all on its own, but then adding a loss like that in, it's just like, girl, you're the, you're the warrior woman here too. You and your mom, two strong ladies. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. And just, yeah, it's wild to know like what you kind of go through and you're just like, how did I, well, first of all, you're always like, why? But you know, when you come out the other side, you kind of understand why a little bit and you know, like, as a victim of abuse, like, you don't know that you're in it, like you do. Inside, you know, yeah, logically, you know, but, but you're still like, not me. I'm too smart. Like, not me. I can't be. Oh, yeah. Did you struggle with the like, I was always like, that would never happen to me. And then it does. And it's like, it almost like I felt weird about it. Like, I felt kind of like, weak. I don't know if that's the right word. But like, I just felt like, how did I, 
Yeah. yeah. I used to cry in the car. <laughs> I would be like screaming at myself, like, you're, you're weak. Like, why are you here? You know better. Like, and you just, yeah. it's, it's manipulation that happens over time. It doesn't happen you're overnight. In my brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, and they, and they know, know what to say. They know how to like reel you back in. Like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So something blows up, something really bad happens. And then, you know, you're out the door. Yeah. They're like, something happens and they're crying and everything's going to change, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know what, if anybody is going through it, I'm just going to tell you, they're not going to change. And it's, no. heartbreaking. it's heartbreaking. But you take that opportunity because it took me seven years. <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah. Going through everything with dad too. And I was just like, in my body, I was like, I should be able to grieve right now and not focused on, you know, this person mm-hmm. going out and doing all these things to me as well. Like I should have more time. Whereas I was told, okay, enough time, get over it. <laughs> and I was he like, said um, that to you? Yeah. After I moved back after one month. Oh my PCI. God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you're just a shell of a human so you're just like okay yeah yeah it wasn't right so you know I think in my head I was like now I you know hindsight is 2020 obviously but now I'm like I look back at some of the things that I chose to do to kind of I don't think I was even consciously doing that to get myself out of that situation but Mm -hmm. then a bunch of other things that I chose to do happened to kind of help get me out of that situation navigated you there yeah because I was like my next thing was like okay I graduated university and I was like what's next so you know I moved back home for probably three months just to save money and I moved to Ireland I was like okay surely I'm gonna move to Ireland and that'll end this terrible it'll be okay and I'll go and it'll be great and it was great honestly I moved out there and didn't know anybody didn't have an yep. apartment nothing. <laughs> and it was just like such a great experience and I met so many great friends right that, you know, Irish people are the best they're, they're the so best. cool yeah. and fun I like I feel like east everywhere. coast right east coast <laughs> yeah. Canadians and Irish people probably because most of us that's where a lot of us come from I feel like we yeah. always get along so well because we're we're pretty laid back we like to have fun yeah. like <laughs> it's so true and it was like I was in my I think it was 22 23 when I lived there yeah. so it was perfect time for you know living in I lived in Galway and it was just yes. such a great experience and my apartment was so shitty and oh so my god <laughs> literally when I look back at the places I lived in Australia because I was the exact same it was right after university I was like all right see ya had nothing went by myself didn't know what I was doing and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but it was like I have some of the best times like my sister and I laugh still and you know Jody, who you were friends with, yes, well. my yes, yes. still my best friend. Like growing up, we were so tight. And she yes. came over to visit me and brought my sister and my cousin Madison along. And they were eighteen, nineteen, like just fresh graduated yep. from high school. It was like their their high school trip that they were coming to visit me. Yes, and they they hated my apartment. They couldn't believe that I had <laughs> no food in the fridge. Like they were just they were just shocked. Like because they had never. <laughs> experience never experienced that. That. <laughs> and I was like what I was like I work at a restaurant I eat there and they were like but you yeah. knew we were coming and I was like yeah we're gonna go out to eat and they were like <laughs> you don't even have any snacks I was like, no <laughs> it hadn't crossed my mind I was like no and they were like what about toilet paper I was like I have two rolls that should do it for another day like I was just getting things as I went right <laughs> and 
it's just so funny, like the different lifestyles. And I didn't yes. do anything that was weird. I had two towels, like, you know, that's all I needed. <laughs> well, that's the like, thing when ball. you're a traveler. Yeah, you, you work with what you got. <laughs> yeah, because like, you don't know where you're going to live next. And everything had to fit <laughs> in my backpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was hilarious. But it did like, I learned so much living there too. And just, you know, even just small things like learning how to set up a bank account in a foreign country and like, yeah, you know, learning how to just navigate things. I was navigating getting a job in Ireland during a recession and everybody in Miramichi said I couldn't do it except for, you know, my closest people. Yes. I I went back, there was one cafe and I was like, I love this place. I went back for two weeks every day with new resumes every day. I was like, I'm working here. You just haven't decided (laughs) it yet. And eventually they gave me a shot and they were like, oh yeah, you are working here. You are working here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I love that tenacity. You're like, you're gonna love me. Just, yeah. just give me a chance. You have to give me a chance. <laughs> yeah. I know I have a funny accent. You just have to give me a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. That's a great yeah. job getting story. <laughs> yeah. Don't give up, people. Keep them. coming back. <laughs> it's true. Keep going back. Eventually, they'll be annoyed, and they will say, <laughs> "Okay, let's give her a trial shift," <laughs> and then you just. <laughs> Can finally have a chance to be like hey I'm actually great see yeah see? this is how great I am see I shine <laughs> yeah exactly people like me you just have to try it out <laughs> yeah oh I love that and I feel like too where you were Canadian I and when they hear that accent and it's different it's like ooh, like people are all automatically like intrigued <laughs> yeah exactly people always wanted to know where I was from and blah 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 blah, blah and how long I'd been there and they were like you look Irish and I was like I know yeah. <laughs> yeah we're all from Ireland but I was like my family's pretty Canadian I think I did yeah. ancestry.com and it was like we've all lived up the southwest for I think five generations wow I was like we are the most boring family in the world <laughs> like we're not but like I was hoping for a little pizzazz someone a little juice something. in there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was like we came from Waterford Ireland I think and probably like before the potato famine I was like yeah right? we're not Irish <laughs> <laughs> way back <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it, was, it was really cool because I studied Ireland was one of my specialties in um in history oh, that I studied cool. that's why I chose wow. it yeah I studied a bit about Australia but I really studied extensively Ireland and it was so cool to finally go and see these places that oh. I had been studying in books for three four years yeah awesome it was such that's a that's really cool I yeah. like hearing like I I love I love history and stuff too. When you know like stories about places and stuff, like that's just so cool to me. Because then when you're actually there, it's like you're part of it. Like it's so cool. Yeah, it was crazy. I like I I mean I have this weird thing. I love going to cemeteries in different places. Yeah, <laughs> and just seeing some of the gravestones were older than Canada. Like as wow, like just wow, crazy. I was like, this place is old. It was so cool. <laughs> this place is old (laughs) that's amazing yeah it was great it was it was a great experience I didn't live there for super long only like a year I think it was so and that's still a good amount of time though yeah I would have still lived there but mom got sick so I moved home but it was uh it was so it was such a good experience and yeah we I still my sister still makes fun of me to this day for the state I lived in, but I thought it was great. <laughs> it was really fun. Seriously, because like you value different things when you're doing that. Like you're not, that's not the point to have the best of things. It's to experience things. 
Yeah, exactly. So it was it was a good experience and definitely taught me a lot about um if anything, packing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. If you saw my apartment now, I have so many different hobbies. You would never know that I once lived lightly because I'm a stage one hoarder right now with <laughs> But Yes. <laughs> it's so funny because when I went to Australia, I I thought I could do the backpack, cause, but I couldn't fit everything in. So I had a pink rolly suitcase and I lived there for like two years. And I can remember this was well into the year. So I was a pro with this thing by now. I, it went to New Zealand with me. It went, it was, I knew I could do it. I have no shame. I will drag that thing with me, throw it. Like, I don't care. So I remember I pulled it out and this guy was like, you're not going to get very far with that. I was like, I've already been here a year and a half. I'm pretty sure I got it. Like, (laughs) don't mess with me. I got this. (laughs) Exactly. You went the other way than me. I was like, I had the rolling suitcase and I was like, well, I guess there's more cobblestone streets where I decided to. Yes. I was like one weekend. I was like, I fucking hate this I was like <laughs> I'm jamming everything into my backpack I'm wearing the same shirt for 17 days like <laughs> it's true they do have a lot of cobblestones I may have changed my tune if I was in Ireland too <laughs> exactly Australia has nice wide paved streets you know right <laughs> yeah oh man I'm having so many flashbacks <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, after Ireland you said you came back home yeah, I came back home. Um, I actually bought my house in right across from Parks's. And, yes. and like the day I moved back, I signed the papers. So my mom had been doing some hustling behind the scenes, kind of getting it set up because she was like, it doesn't make sense to rent here because rent has gone up in New Brunswick. And, you know, I we, this, I, we found this house. It's super cheap. So you can afford it because the mortgage is so cheap. And I was like, yeah. oh, I actually can't afford that. That's the wild. I didn't <laughs> afford anything. So. So yeah, I was able to own a house and it'll be the last time probably. So because I live in Vancouver. <laughs> Girl, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm really glad I got that experience. So yeah, I moved in. I had um mom mom was quite sick at the time. She had cancer. And um so I was moving home to be close to her. And you yeah. know, it was a tough decision because, you know, in my early twenties I'm loving living in Ireland and I expected yeah. to live there as long as I as I could but you know family calls and I had learned from before when dad passed that I was like you're not guaranteed time so I wasn't yes. messing around this time and I was no. like have the luxury of, of and it's not a luxury it sounds weird but to me it was of dad getting sick because he was just gone whereas mom was sick and I had time I didn't yes. know how much time but I had time so I moved home and you know there was lots of hospital visits and all of that, um, but she mm. came out of it um, after, I think, a year of treatment or something, and they said wow. she was fine. I mean, we all found out she wasn't because <laughs> oh she got God. it again, um, and she still has it, but there's been a lot of, like, you know, hospital visits and different doctors and stuff, but she's stable now, um, and, you know, she has stage four, but she's, you know, out, out and about living her life, like, exercising and and walking around and working and you can't stop her. So she's a strong, strong woman. Yeah. Yeah. So she is, she's still here. I think it's been what, nine years, maybe Wow. eight years or something, seven to nine. I don't know. Time is nothing anymore after the pandemic, but it was, (laughs) I I literally, time is an illusion as we know, but I literally, I'm like, I couldn't tell you if it was last week or two years ago. I don't know. I know. (laughs) I have no idea. So it's been some length of time. And mm-hmm. she's like, 
she has her monthly checkups and she still is on certain medications and stuff, but you know, she's, she's able to functionally live. Whereas, you know, we were given at one point on my birthday, one year, they said she wouldn't make it through the night. So, oh my so God. she literally clawed her way. <laughs> she's like, I'm not done. I am not no, done. No. She's an inspiration to us all. So we're she I'm is so amazing. thankful to still have her. So, yeah. you know, I, I did my time trying to, um, take care of her as best I could or be there at least you know mom's gonna take care of herself but to be there with her and for her when um I was at home and you know living at home was actually meant to happen I think because I met my friend Tiff my friend Tiffany Mitten who's like such an inspiration to me she's a nurse at home and she had survived an abusive relationship as well and she just kind of started taking me to the gym lifting up my spirits yeah, giving like she was your little light yeah she was like giving me yeah. compliments giving other people compliments and I just saw how she moved about in the world and like she, yeah. she would never say you need to do this she would always just be like this is what I did and like I didn't know I was technically didn't know I was in an abusive relationship I knew but I, I hadn't yeah. said it to anyone mm-hmm. you know nobody else knew it was just me but Tiff knew and she yeah, one day she could like, see it yeah, so she she kind of was building up my confidence over the time. And then oh. one day I just said, get out. And <laughs> that was it. I was like, good for I'm, you. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> so after like, you know, having my mom been sick, my dad passed away, living in Ireland, all of that. He was still around and couldn't get rid of him. And one day, he, <laughs> he, he, I forget, it was actually like, it's actually a funny story. And you can take it out if you want, because, you know, trigger warning. But oh, no, um, we, this is the real we talk about it all, so let's hear it. Was it was a wild, pretty wild story. We I, we woke up and, you know, this my ex had like a he had a he needed routine, but he didn't have a job. And my my mom's ex husband was giving him work in construction, right. you know, the office job here and there. But he would get a call in the morning, not knowing he'd have to work, and that would throw his whole day. So he got up and to go to construction for some reason he had to iron his clothes. <laughs> to go to construction red flag to go work <laughs> construction he's ironing his clothes and he expected me to do it for him and I was like no I'm going to the gym with Tiff so I was getting ready in the gym and I could just hear him getting more and more mad out in the living room and I was like in the in the bathroom and I was telling myself like I'm looking in the mirror I'm doing my makeup to go to the gym that's another story <laughs> putting my makeup on and I'm like getting ready to go to the gym I'm like nope I'm not going to let anybody else kind of ruin this. I'm going to the gym. This is my day. You know, yeah. I'm I'm going to I'm going to control this day. I walk out and he was like so angry and I don't know I don't even know what was said. I said something to be like, "Hey, I'm going to go to the gym." And he was like, "You like you're not iron- can you iron this?" And I was like, "No." I was like, "You can do it." And he took the iron and he threw it at my head. Are you serious, <laughs> I, Brittany? Yeah, but I ducked. I ducked. And it hit the my fridge behind me. Like I paid for everything. It was my fridge. It was my house. I paid the the mortgage. And uh, I just like when I got back up, I realized what he had just done. And he looked and he knew. And I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and I said it real out. quiet. He was like, What? And I was like, I'm good. Like I'm good here. And he was like, What do you mean? And I was like, I'm done. I'm gonna go to the gym. And I was like, Pack your shit. And when I come back, you're not, you're not going to be here. And I'm not going to be here. Sure enough, when I came back to the gym, he was still there. He was doing the crying thing, you know, 
but I was of like, course. so I went, so I went and stayed the night. I don't know either with Tiffany or with my mom or something. I think mom was yeah. away, so I just stayed somewhere else and and uh, gave him a couple days. And he kept trying to, and I was like, nope, I just never he went was, back. He got his fishing rod out. He's like, what can yeah. I do to manipulate her back in? Yeah, but it was too late. And so uh, that's the line like was crossed. Yeah, for me, it's just such a funny story because, like, I don't know what changed that day for me, but it was done. I was done. So, so I yeah. Love that. Finally, so finally, yeah, I got got out and uh, have haven't looked back. You know, I definitely had to do a lot of work afterwards, and you know, Ugh, I feel like I'm still healing from certain things yeah. sometimes, and it's like such a journey. And we all know healing's not linear, and it's just it's. I I say this is again. It sounds. Um, morbid maybe to say but I was like the bruises healed a lot faster than my brain did yeah definitely yeah yeah. it's true like because I was like so excited to be out and you know he left and I was like just I felt so confident so like you know I lost weight and I went to the gym and felt really good and it wasn't until like I think it was like a year later or something that I got into a different relationship that you know was much better but I was like I had all of these weird kicks and things yeah. that like I didn't know how I didn't know to walk beside somebody I was in a relationship with. I didn't know to not flinch when someone lifts their hand, you know, like just little things like that. Little like triggers, like yeah. 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 And then like if somebody leaves to go out to not worry and be like the anxiety. Oh my God, girl. I remember that too. That was a hard one to get over was that anxiety. Like, oh my God. That was the one that I think stuck around the longest, you know, Yeah. And unfortunately. So it's definitely been years and years of learning and, you know, For sure. I think like finally have, I definitely still have lots of like, I, I do, I still deal with depression and anxiety, but like, yeah. you know, much more functional in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, I'm in a very, very functional, happy relationship now. And it's so- <laughs> with an Isn't it amazing <laughs> to find the love you're supposed to, like, same here. Like, it's I, I've been with him almost a year now. And I'm like, so this is how you're supposed to be loved. Like, it's just yeah. so natural. And we laugh all the time. And he respects me and just, like, takes care of, like, everything I've never had. And it's just so happy. And so I don't want to say the word yeah. easy, but it is. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it wasn't what? easy at first, but it's easy now for sure. Like, because I had to get over so many of my my issues and like, yeah, mostly the biggest thing for me is like not feeling like I deserve love. Yeah. It's something that oh, I struggle girl. with. Yeah. Like, I definitely, mm-hmm. I don't often feel that way, but just having a partner who's like just so patient and so loving and just so kind and they want to understand you and like when I'm triggered like I now I can vocalize I'm like okay I'm feeling triggered right now and this is why and I'm like and like he didn't even do anything but I know it's me and I know what goes on in here and I'm like and I was like I just need you to listen and he's just actually cares like when they actually want to hear you it's like you know the difference between when they're listening to hear you or when they're just Yeah, you know, and not trying to like necessarily change you, just trying to understand so that they can better navigate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great, actually. And just hearing you say like, you know, that, you know, having the words because for so long, you know, I've been with my current partner for, I think, for just over four years. But for like the first 
few years, like year or two even, I just didn't have the language to even say like, this is what's going on. And this is why, or that I am feeling weird. Cause some days I still don't even have the language to be like, I'm feeling weird. I'll just Mm -hmm. say like, something's off and I don't know why it's not you. (laughs) Yeah. Did you find like, I found with like, I had the abusive relationship, then a different relationship that wasn't bad, but it wasn't happy. Like it wasn't the best. It wasn't meant to be. And I found I was still very fresh and working through a lot of the stuff that I didn't really understand. And like, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Like I feel all the feels and like, sometimes I would react and I'm like, why am I reacting like this? Like it was just instantaneous. And then finally realizing, okay, you're dealing with some PTSD, some depression, some anxiety. Like there's a lot going on here. Yeah. All of that. And like just some weird cocktail of like, surprise, you're feeling this today. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are we going to get today? (laughs) And now it's just like, it, it happens less frequently, but definitely during my period time, I'm like, definitely, I'm not a crier. And, you know, <laughs> one, one week a month, I absolutely become one. And now my partner's <laughs> name is Colin. And he's like, he's like, puts on a show or something. And I'm like, silently oh. crying. And he's like, oh, is it that time? And I was like, it must be. <laughs> yeah, like, he knows. Like watch the murder? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> Please. Yes, baby, put it on. <laughs> <laughs> put on murder so I feel better. <laughs> like, am, yeah. I a psycho? am I the psycho? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my god, yeah, girl. When the <laughs> when the lady time is coming, I know. I'm like, I eat the world. My appitate goes way up, and like, oh yeah, my mood is like, enough. yeah, everything can't fail me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, that's why I cried seven times today and ate an entire everything in my kitchen. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Like, I'm always surprised. Yeah, yeah. And it's not till after the fact you're like, oh, there it is. That's why. Yeah. That's what happened. That's what it's happen. true. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I can't have certain snacks around because, like, the whole bag of spicy Doritos will be gone. Like, not oh, a little bit. Can't. And like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I won't stop yeah. talking about food because I love me. Some food. <laughs> I know. Same. same. Mm. And in this city, we're so blessed with so many different types of food. Blessed. Like yeah. all the things I've ever wanted to try, I have gotten to try. Like I love Korean food. There's so much good Korean yeah. food here. And like I've always seen it. And I'm like, that looks so good. Like I want that spicy soup. I know I'm going to love it. And I do love it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So there's so many different. I even like Ethiopian food, which I'd never had yes. the opportunity to try. There's a great little spot that's quite deep near us that's so good. Oh, and my boyfriend that. is African, so he has introduced me to so much good African oh, food. And I love anything spicy. I love it. So like, and honestly, he makes him. I'm like, you should have your own restaurant. He makes the best chicken. I've ever, I know you're. Are you vegan or vegetarian? Yes, vegan. <laughs> Sorry, but okay. you, it's, okay. he, it's just the seasoning and the flavors, and just and you can make that with anything, like tofu, yeah. like. I love I love a good vegan dish as well. So <laughs> yeah, it comes down to the spices and stuff too, and just right? like experiencing all the different cultures, foods. Like so many of my friends have different, you come from different backgrounds, and just getting to experience. Yeah. Like one year, we we always have orphan Christmas because I never go home for Christmas or rarely. Um, well, no, I had never gone home for Christmas, but um, 
we did one year, there was a bunch of us that worked at the restaurant that I worked in and we just hosted, we have a small one bedroom apartment in East Van and we hosted like people, like, I think there must've been 15 of us in this little apartment on Christmas because other people, you know, are from different countries and we had like awesome dishes. So I made my caustic like East coast dish, like potatoes, you know, peas, all this other stuff. And then we had like one girl bring her Indian food and like a Taiwanese dish and like some Chinese Mm. dishes, different, like parts of Canada, like whatever they ate, (laughs) girl from Mexico, all of this different stuff. So it was just like the My mouth is watering. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. And of course my Filipino friend just brought a, well, I think she brought food as well, but I just remember her walking in with a karaoke machine. (laughs) This is going to be good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One for the book. I love that. Mm. And yeah. I'm like, okay, what am I going to eat when we're done? I this? <laughs> Actually, I'm drooling now. We all walk around. Right. Everybody has put on my burlesque costumes and headpieces over their clothes. So it's just, we have Polaroids from the night that are so funny. So I love that. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> that's the best. I'm like, that sounds like my kind of Christmas right there. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was a good one for sure. <laughs> Definitely. This year we had COVID, so we did nothing. Oh, right? <laughs> He keeps popping in. And I love it. Everyone knows on YouTube gets to experience the, the beautiful puppy here. Um, yeah. yeah, like freaking COVID loves to throw a little wrench in our plans, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so once you, um, I'm sure I was like, I again, we're both the same squirrel brain. I'm like, what were we talking about? So yeah. out of the abusive relationship into a different one, but this led into where your partnership is now. Um, and I love that we were talking about how like he can, even though maybe it took a little time to get to where you're at now, he can read you more and like just navigating the rapids of that relationship together. Like, I feel like when you're with someone new, there's always that period of like figuring each other out. And especially yeah. when you have, um, I, I say baggage cause it's my baggage. I don't know if I want to use that word, but you know what I mean? When you have things that you have to work through it can be challenging. And like, I healed a lot by myself before I entered into this relationship, which is not typical for me, but I needed to, because I was so emotionally drained. I was like, I have literally nothing to give to anybody. And yes, you can heal a lot by yourself, but until you're actually with someone and you're vulnerable and you put your wall down, that's when you, it puts you to the test because certain things that I deal with, rose up within me but they didn't rise up when I was dating people that I didn't care about it's when you cared when you you know you're 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 letting them see you it's like okay this is not the prettiest part of me but it's part of me so a hundred percent a hundred percent it's so true like this I mean I have a hard time letting anybody like really in I'm I'm quite open and I'll tell anybody you know my story or anything you know yeah but when it comes to just like how I'm feeling in the moment or like letting anybody do things for Truly me or, in. you know yeah yeah whereas now I feel like I've gone too far the other way where I won't get off the couch for anything I know <laughs> I right waited on you know so uh, <laughs> yeah I'm definitely experiencing like a much better healthier happier time now which is so nice even though you know it's not to say that life is easy because it never is you know no. um like with COVID and and living in an expensive city and you know I'm always trying to figure out what's next and what the next step is but definitely feel genuinely like all of my crazy experiences have brought me 
to where I am now. And now is a happy place because I get to do really creative, fun things in a really cool city and with somebody I love. And, you know, I have good friends and my family lives far away, but they're all great. And yeah, Yeah. so it's it's cool. It's really cool to be in a place that you kind of look back and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I did do some cool things, you know? Yeah. And, like, do you feel like you're finally standing in your truth? Like, you're actually being who you, like, you know what I mean? Because in other relationships, I'm like, I wasn't really myself then. And now I'm like, I am totally and 100% just myself. And it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I definitely feel like I'm somebody who always is pretty authentic, pretty much, you know, take me or leave me kind of in that way. But I definitely am more free to to experiment in different things and to do different things than I ever was. And so having Mm -hmm. that like unwavering support is nice. Um, You know, especially because, you know, I, I burlesque is some huge part of my life and it's what I do a lot. And I'm really kind of, you know, gaining a lot of like popularity and, and in that scene here, whereas it does take a while to break in. So I started in late 2018 and now I'm kind of more comfortable in it. So I wouldn't say necessarily popularity, but I'm getting some gigs. Weren't you anyway. on the cover of like a, I don't want to say a magazine. It might've been a newspaper, but it was the coolest picture. I think it was at the craft I, dinner picture. I love yeah, that picture yeah, so much. Picture. Yeah, I love that so much. Oh, it's so good. Um, so yeah, that was on the Georgia Strait, which is a, a local art newspaper cool. or editorial here. And they interviewed me and like, you know, I thought it would just be a little blurb, but then they put me on the cover and that was so cool. I was, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was so excited. Like Colin and I looked at it and we were just like, we picked it up first thing in the morning and we we're like, that's me. <laughs> Did you know before you got it, you were going to be on the cover or was it when you got it? I did know. He said, but I didn't know 100%. So he said to me, I love that picture. And I love this like conversation we've had. I would love to put you on the cover. I'm going to, can you send me that picture? And we'll, we'll send it to our, our editor or whatever. So like, I had a good inkling, but you know, my negative brain, like I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> a realist, I guess. I was yes. just like, there's no way, there's no way it'll actually get on. So I like to keep my expectations nice and low so that I'm pleasantly yeah. surprised when something good happens. So um, yeah. I was, I was, it was just crazy to see it in re- real life. And it was so mm-hmm. cool to see people around the city, like my friends around the city were seeing it in the boxes. And yeah, I was just like, you know, just some, a little local moment that was fun for me. Oh, it was and awesome. I, anyone you need to look at her, well, tell you her Instagram and stuff at the end but like it's the coolest picture like it's so colorful and quirky and fun and it's sexy and it's it's everything yeah so yeah I guess cool more to that is just having like a partner that pushes me to always you know to do better with my performances never misses a performance you know it's your number one thing I I love it yeah exactly it makes me believe that I can do it and also is comfortable enough with himself where he's like you know it's always going to be my body, my rules, but yep. he has a lot of people come up to him and be like, are you okay with your girlfriend or your partner? Like, you know, essentially stripping on stage. And, you know, he's like, it's not my body. And I get to see other people's boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's a liberating thing to do. Just, and it's yeah. a lot of fun. 
and that's the thing. It's not meant to be. It's it's an expression. That's it. And it's a body. Yeah. I'm like, what is so wrong with a beautiful body? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it is. It doesn't have to be scandalous. It doesn't have to be this or right. that. And what when I bring people to that have never been to your burlesque show before. I think the thing that they say the most is like, I didn't expect it to be so weird and funny. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's so true. Cause it's not about yeah. like, it's not about, it is about for, for some acts are very sexy and it's about being sexy in a different way and entertaining your audience. But it's mostly just about a really fun crowd, getting the people going and like having a lot of fun and cool, you know, making fun of yourself and making fun of others in different ways, you know? Yes. And it's all out of love. <laughs> For like, me, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, I love that you said how it's like weird and stuff. There's again, I'm going to talk about drag, but everything you say, it always connects for me. Um, yeah. Crystal method. I don't know if you've looked at her or yeah. seen her, but she's yeah. so weird and quirky. I, she was yeah. one of my, on her season, she was like my favorite. I wanted her to win. And yeah. one of my favorite things that she's ever said was, I, I may be misquoting this slightly but the gist of it was if people can come to my show look at what I'm doing on stage and say what the fuck am I looking at then I did it right <laughs> yeah that's very much a mantra that I live by as well like you know <laughs> like if I can make somebody laugh and feel slightly excited then I've done my job <laughs> yeah my work here is done <laughs> yeah I want people to feel real confused about how they're feeling <laughs> <laughs> I love that and she was one of the queens that was at this thing in Vancouver so I was so excited to see her and like again I thought my friend watched drag race that's why I asked her to go and she's like yeah let's go so and she didn't say yeah. anything then when we got there she was just like oh I've never seen it I was like what I was like what I was like, yeah you've never seen it and then when she was watching her and Jimbo as well she was like she loved it though she loved it and I was like that's yeah. the point it's so weird and amazing how can you not love it? Like I know it's so true. I got to perform with Jimbo at a Christmas show last. Shut uh, up right now. Yeah. yeah, all of us in the show say that Jimbo's tits gave us COVID <laughs> because we <laughs> after, but it was amazing, and we all got to hang out with like after the show, the Rio stayed open for us, and we got to hang out with Scarlett Bobo and Jimbo and their partners, what? and like oh my god. Two- more. I'm like fangirling. Uh, was there and but yeah, Jimbo was the headliner, and it was so it funny. Was, so funny. funny. Did he do yeah. the baloney the baloney act? Because that sense not me. that one because it was it was a Christmas theme show. So that <gasps> okay. he had like or she had the like, big boob. The yeah, they had it was the first performance they had busted out the biggest size <laughs> boob that she had, and I remember her turning around with her her husband had had the Red Bull with like the straw and was very much like just letting her sip from it <laughs> turned around and was like these are the first times these, these boobs have ever like made the stage in Canada and they're the biggest ones I've performed with yet and then off like, she goes to stage oh my and God. it was amazing and the tiniest bikini yes. I've ever <laughs> I love her she had the big boobs for her I don't know if they were the biggest ones but all her boobs are big for yeah. her first act she was very pretty and in like the yeah. the cutesy little act and then the next act she did was the baloney one on uh, yeah on RuPaul's Drag Race versus the world or yes. whatever. that was so funny I was like and then what was even fun like the act is funny but seeing Jimbo off stage on those like 
watching the other performers yeah. still in that friggin' outfit was it kills me. It killed me where they're like right? in that clown yeah. outfit. Yeah, no, I died. I died. It was so funny. What was so funny about it live is obviously like she did all the this same idea as what she did on the show, but yeah. In the background on the screen, she had this video. Obviously, she pre-did it. And it was so fucking weird and funny and hilarious. And she just kept going like, shh. And like big (laughs) eyes with that black makeup. It was so fucking funny. Like with the music, she'd be like, shh. It was so good. (laughs) Chaotic energy. I'm here for it. Oh, for sure. And like. Just so funny. Just and again, living one hundred percent in her truth, and it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Whatever this is, it's weird art, and I'm making it. And you know, if it makes one person laugh, then I've done my job. Yes. Oh fuck yes, I'm here for this. Yeah. Oh my god, this is such a good conversation. I feel like we could just like talk, talk, talk all night about all of the things. So good. I'm just so happy that you know with your journey, where you started and where you're at now and all of those pivots in between, like it's just those stories to me are like the most inspirational and like real. And it just shows you that no matter what people see, there's always more to the story and there's always life experiences that have shaped us and moved us. And, you know, it's all your soul journey, your life path. But like, I just find I I feel it so much now too, like how you look back, you're like, whoa, like, you know, cool stuff, but also very challenging stuff too. But it's made us so strong in who we are and also not settling, like being like, no, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to be happy with it. And I just love it. Yeah. It's just about like trusting your gut because you, you know, what's right and you know, what doesn't feel right. And, you know, also you can do anything you want to do if you just prioritize different things you know yes. so you don't have to have the best of everything you don't have to have mm-hmm. the fanciest house the fanciest all of this if that's what you want great but if you, what you want is to travel and to experience things and to just you know make weird art or do something stupid yeah you can do that too you just have to you know allocate funds in different ways or prioritize different things because yep you know you if you can have it all great but you got to start somewhere and you have yeah. to take risks and it's hard and it's scary to do things like every time I move to a different country different city whatever I feel sad to leave the other one and I, I get sad and I feel scared it's not that I just jump and do these things and don't feel anything yeah but I know that the excitement of going to a new place and what that's going to look like the next chapter is going to look like for me is is too big to pass up you know yes. because you can get stuck you can get stuck in a place and, oh you know, yeah I was stuck I a little too long in a place yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it happens yep. it happens and then you know reach out to people you know who've done it and reach out to your people who you know will cheer you on no matter what yeah. just, you, you know. I reached out to you when I was moving here I was like hey tell me everything and you were so helpful yeah, you listed all of the things like you gave me so much advice. And like, that's just but from someone like, you know, and you trust it's like, that's very uh, special and valuable, you know? Yeah. And like, I think we should all be helping each other out as women and just as humans, yes. you know? like give each other advice. We're not each other's competition. We're all on our own nope. path, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just just showing love or showing 
showing fun times to somebody or showing mm-hmm. an experience that this person might not have, you know, mm-hmm. is better. And also like people are nicer than you think. Not everyone's really watching what you're doing so much unless yeah. if life is really boring, then maybe they are. But <laughs> like, you know, just to feel like you're going out of the house and everybody's going to see your see what outfit you're wearing and be like, "Oh, that person's wearing a weird outfit." No, wear your wear your awesome weird outfit because mm-hmm. honestly, everybody else is just worried about what what they're doing. We're all just yep. worried about what we're doing. And like yep. if somebody points something out, then that's on them. That's not on you. Like, yes, you feel- girl. Yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Who cares? If somebody's talking about you or or saying mean things, then then they're unhappy. And I just can't yes. stress that enough. I've told everybody that because, you know, it's not that it doesn't hurt whenever you hear them, but like you kind of gotta think what's going on in their life to make them be that yeah. like that, you know, because I'm just living my life and I don't care that much. Yeah. About thing, unless it's I love hurting. that. Oh, it's so pr- it's true. Cool. Like unless, be yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Unless you did something rude or harmful to someone, yeah. there's no reason for that person to like, if you're just doing you living your life, all that good stuff. And someone, like you said, like is mean to you or whatever, like that is 100% on them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, we're just, we're all just trying to figure it out as we go. Nobody yep. knows what they're doing. <laughs> no. And if they say they do, they're probably just like, sorry, faking it till they make it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I do fake it till I make it sometimes mm-hmm. too. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, we all got to do what we got to do. It's true. Because yeah. like a lot of times with new experiences, like th- that's the only way you learn. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I love that. Well, do you have any final words of wisdom? What you just said was phenomenal. So I mean, we're good there too. But if you have anything else, uh, we love to hear it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just go to a burlesque show. Go to some kind of weird art show. Do something fun for yourself. You know, do what you want to do, and don't worry about what other people are doing. Because if they're worried about what you're doing, then they're boring. (laughs) life is short we're not guaranteed any time any time at all you could die tomorrow you could live another 100 years we don't know and you know you just got to do what makes you happy I love that so true and we all have to remember that like do you do what speaks to your heart and soul and you're gonna know you're gonna feel it like the joy Brit gets on stage like you can't replace that joy it's like and that's why your audience feels it because you're illuminating it and it's just amazing yeah it's like often a joke with my community members like people in the burlesque show and especially my partner like I had to rein in my facial expressions because like (laughs) if I'm trying to be sexy and not doing a funny act like my face is still like (laughs) and it's this biggest smile and it's just like it is what it is. So, yeah, yeah. Is how if I you're, feel. If you're smiling really big when you're doing something. I think you're doing something right. So whatever. I agree. Who cares? Just have some right? fun. Are there any burlesque shows coming up for anyone listening from Vancouver or surrounding, or is it still a planning phase? Yeah. Um. There's some shows coming up. I'm not in any coming up. I'm in one in June. There's a Vancouver burlesque company coming up at Ooh. the end of June. Um, they put on a lot of student shows, which are really fun. There's lots of group acts. Um, I might be producing a show at Portside, which is an East Coast bar here. Um, we're hoping to do like a buy less show 
Oh, cool. <laughs> either for Pride or at the end of June as well. So we'll see what that looks like. Um, but in the meantime, anybody in Vancouver that wants to see a burlesque show, check out Vancouver Burlesque Company. Check out Diasporic Dynasty is doing an Asian heritage show very soon. Um, cool. So Diasporic Dynasty took on some really great shows for BIPOC only performers, which is so cool. And uh, check out the Rio Theater in East Van because that's where we perform most of our shows. <laughs> cool. I love that. And also, too, if they want to connect with you, how can they get in touch? I have two Instagrams. I've got my muggle Instagram, which is at Beethoven, if you want to see my day-to-day life and um, some some modeling pics, I guess. Um, yes. They're <laughs> hot modeling pics, guys. Like, oh, <laughs> my God. Like. That one has turned into kind of just a lifestyle, mostly me. But yeah, my burlesque page is at sugar.listrange. Um, and that one is the extra spicy, you might see my boobs kind of thing. Hot and so, spicy, we awesome love it. <laughs> yeah, those are my Instagrams. And you know, if Great. you're afraid of nudity or if you're afraid of plus size bodies, then don't go. Bye. <laughs> they probably wouldn't be listening to this if they felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and also to everyone listening, I will have her instance tagged on the Instagram post I make. And also if you're watching on YouTube, I'll have everything linked so you can make sure you can check her out. And yeah, you'll be able to reach us no matter what. She'll definitely we'll have it everywhere because uh, our episode is going to be coming out next week. So next Tuesday, right. everyone can keep an eye out. Oh my God, I'm so so happy we did this. Thank you so much again for joining us. Like this was such a good conversation. So many so many different things we touched on, and I just loved I it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's so cool to like see another Miramichi or or Sunny Corner person actually coming <laughs> from coming to Vancouver and once again our worlds collide as always we always meet at different intersections and I love to see this just the joy you're putting out in the world and you're so positive and just fun and you know you're you're always been good vibes so thank you for having me and I usually do look more glamorous but you know it's been a day (laughs) busy day yes we know that one for sure you're getting me as I come today (laughs) that's the way we like it here that's what we do oh well thank you so much again uh so that's our tea time today everyone uh if you loved Brit and you want to connect with her we'll have all the IGs linked and you can check out her amazing photos model like they're gorgeous guys so you want to check it out and like I said too if you're in Vancouver she'll she always posts too when there's shows and stuff coming up if you want to check it out and uh yeah I'm wishing everyone love and light as always and thank you so much for joining us that's tea time see you next time (laughs) 